Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Uh, Great. Much better than yesterday. Very good. Yes, we're releasing these on a day-by-day, I take it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get very good at this intro, aren't we? I think let's waste no time and dive in we're going to yeah. do another part of our unboxing of the Innsmouth conspiracy and just reflecting on those road cards from yesterday there's a really nice bunch there Faustian bargain you could put it in say Zoe yeah just as like a she needs loads of resources to do her thing although I guess she gets resources from engaging in it. anyway have you, have you had this as a thought ready to burst out since we recorded 24 hours ago mm. just, exactly it's just been percolating and now it's as you can see, it's not very fully formed. Anyway, <laughs> I've got the die again. Guardian 1, Seeker 2, Rogue 3. No, we've done Rogue. Uh, Mystic 3, Survivor 4. <laughs> I can't remember the names of the factions. Here we go. We'll re-roll 5 and 6. Yes. 4, Survivor. Hey. Here we go. Okay, I read Trish yesterday, so I guess you read Silas today. Silas Marsh, the sailor. Should I dive straight in and read him? Very good, yeah. That that wasn't a deliberate dive-in pun. It just, just sort of happened. <laughs> uh, he has uh, two willpower, two intellect, four combat, and four agility. He has the drifter trait. Reaction, after you reveal a chaos token during a skill test you are performing, return a skill you committed to this test to your hand. Limit once per round. Elder sign effect, plus zero. You may commit a skill from your discard pile to this test. After this test ends, return that skill to your hand instead of discarding it. He has 9 health and 5 sanity. Leave your fears on the docks, lads. Um, so, Sil- there's nothing much new about Silas? No. We've, no. we've known what Silas is all about for quite some time. Um, I must admit, I still haven't played him, because I, I never had the card. You are in for a treat. I am, yeah, and, and you know yeah. I'm planning to play him soon as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is one of my most played investigators. Not because I had any great affinity to Silas or anything like that, but because he's so much fun to play as. So it's quite weird to open a deluxe and be like, oh, okay, it's Silas, but then also, it's Silas! He's so fun! <laughs> well, we get we get the added treat of having his uh, his actual deck building. Uh, sorry, his actual um, signature cards as well. Yes, exactly. So I've been playing with Nautical Prowess and Dreams of the Deep, but we'll be getting his proper cards now. I've just noticed my... my because I opened up Arkham DB to have a quick look at my Silas deck, uh, and it's called First Stab at Silas, which seems appropriate now we have the Harkin. <laughs> Very good, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, is his trait Drifter? Is that a little joke? Because he drifts, he on, drifts the on the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he's lost on the ocean. Well, I guess, it's, sorry, is it's the word, is Drifter not from... Surely it's, it's a pun the other way, though, because like a Drifter, surely the word drifter comes from drifting in the ocean right and then people drift on land is that yeah maybe yeah i don't know so his deck size is 30 and he can take innate cards zero to two which are mostly skill cards as well as the survivor goodness yes so i just wanted to touch this is another 2244 stat line yes or two twos two fours rather we've said this before but he has a great 
deal of flexibility around managing enemies because he can fight enemies with that four combat, but he can also evade them with the four agility. If you think about a survivor, they can run track shoes and big man on campus and be up to six agility without really breaking a sweat. Yeah. Silas does that very happily, but then also with Fire Axe, with Meat Cleaver, he can be fighting at really high numbers if he wants to and do that whole thing. And actually, he's a really nice home for Fire Axe because he also runs fairly skill-heavy, I'd say, because his ability is all about skills. So you've got the resources kind of going spare to be chopping things up. Yeah, and I think we might be talking about that in a minute, actually, having had a quick scan forwards. Cool. I want to touch on one thing about his ability. Well, what I was going to say was, I I can see us almost doing a Silas episode soon because I'm I think I'm going to play him through as my blind investigator through okay, the Smith conspiracy, cool. and obviously you've got a lot of experience playing Silas as well. You you can't say enough good stuff about him. Yeah, I so I was going to say let, let's not. Uh, well, you've got one more thought on him. Let's let's do yeah. that. I think I think this is just an important thought about how his ability works, and I've seen it catch people out, which is why I wanted to touch on it. So you reveal a chaos token in step three or four of a skill test. Anyway, way before you work out if you've passed. And that's the point at which you decide whether or not the skill is coming back to your hand, which means if you return the skill to your hand, pretty much every card stops functioning then because it's back in your hand. There's, I think, one exception, which is defiance. So I think it's... Defiance too. So basically speaking, say you're doing a test, uh, you've put take heart into it, and then you reveal the token and realize you're going to pass. You can pull take heart back to your hand and obviously take heart's effects don't fire. Where it gets more complicated is if you've put a perception into a test and then you realize, oh, I'm going to fail. I'm going to pull this perception back. And then the test says it punishes you for each point you fail by. You've lost the perception boost. Does that make sense? You yes. know, when you when you withdraw the card, you lose all of the effects with it. And I've seen that catch people out where they're then going, well, I really don't want to leave this card committed. But if I pull it back, I'm actually going to fail rather than all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah, he's uh, super fun. I think we should look at these new signatures, shouldn't we? Yeah, let, let's, let's, uh, let's jump along. Uh, should I do the first one? Please do, yeah. I must admit, I did have a very quick look at these. Have you seen these at all, Frank? I also had a very quick look when I was sorting my cards into the right piles. So, I, yeah. I think we can almost read both of these together. Okay. But yep. l- let's, let's read the first one first. This is uh, the Sea Change Harpoon. Mm. It is a three-cost asset. It has a combat and a wild pip, and it has item, weapon, melee traits. Silas Marsh deck only. Action, fight. You get plus one combat for this attack. If you committed one or more skills to this skill test, this attack deals plus one damage. When this skill test ends, you may return Sea Change Harpoon to your hand to return all of your committed skills to your hand instead of discarding them. And it uses a hand slot. (laughs) Okay, and then we also have Silas's Net, which is a two-cost asset, so one cheaper. It's got agility and wild icons, item and tool traded, Silas Master Deck only, action evade, you get plus one agility for this evasion attempt. If you succeed and you committed one or more skills to this skill test, you may automatically evade another enemy engaged with you. When this skill test ends, you may return Silas's net to your hand to return all of your committed skills to your hand instead of discarding them. Takes up a hand slot. Is that like a little deep, deep one he's called? Yeah, some kind of gremlin. Little, little golem. First question, what's a sea change harpoon? Isn't Sea Change the name of his boat? Ah. In the book. I say that, but I'm not. I mean, I, ha- I, haven't, read, I haven't read his book, so I don't have quite it. Quite a long time ago, yeah. So, 
Right. That would make sense. So one of them you fight and you get a plus one. If you commit a card, it's extra damage. The other one you evade, you get a plus one. If you commit a card, you get to evade another thing. And both of them, when the test ends, you can pull back the item to your hand to get all of the skills you committed back. Yes. So being a Silas expert, is this good? It feels a little bit like a hat on a hat. (laughs) Because that's a a Peterism, and I'll explain myself. What I've often found with Silas is that I have too many cards in hand, because he already has an ability to pull skills back. So you can do all sorts of things with Silas, where you commit two cards, realise you've massively overcommitted and pull one back. Or you can commit the same card to multiple tests. So action one, you take a test, commit a card you pull that card back. Action two, you take the same test, you commit the card again, and then it stays. And then we didn't really touch on his Elder Sign much, but when you pull an Elder Sign, you get to commit a card from your discard pile, and it then comes into your hand. So if you commit something like a Perception or a Eureka from your discard pile into the test, it then triggers, and you get to draw a card or draw multiple cards, but you then get all of those cards in your hand. So what I've often found with Silas, I think we talked with um, Stephen Woolley from Team Covenant about this on the cast way back when we first interviewed him. There's this flow of the ocean of lots of cards coming in and out of your hands. Mm -hmm. And this is just that effect even more. You can go big, chuck in a bunch of cards, and it doesn't care whether or not the test is successful, does it? So you've chucked in, say, an unexpected courage, a stunning blow maybe an inquiring mind to really try and pass this test on a difficult enemy and you pull a tentacle, you get all of those cards back to hand. It's just more of what he likes to do, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my, my gut feel, and again, I'll stress, I've, I've not played Silas, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, take this with a huge pint of sea, of sea salt. This basically lets you commit a skill card to every skill test in a turn, right? So it, he, he, it extends the use. So you could mm. say, say you're fighting an enemy. It's got five mm. health. You commit an overpower to, to use this. And then, well, hang on. That means you still got to pull it back and then you don't get the bonus. That's right, isn't it? This yeah. will return it after, after the event. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of ignore me there. No, no, I think, but I think you're sort of like, so first action, you chuck the overpower in, realize you don't need it to pass. So you pull the overpower back with Silas's ability. Yeah. Second action, you attack again with the overpower. Yeah. This time you, ah, so now interesting. If you committed one or more skills to this skill test, this attack deals plus one damage. They don't count as committed if you pull them back for the damage, do they? Uh, do they you not? did commit. You did commit a card. You just don't have it committed anymore. That, I think we'd have to check the rules. Well, on hang that. on, hang on. The, the wording of Silas is, return a skill you committed to this test to your hand. Yeah. So that means you committed the skill card to the test. Okay. Well, that's that's a nice read if that's right. Yeah. Yes, it's not if a skill card is committed at the point of deciding damage, right? Yeah. So yeah. That, Even I, better then. So then action two, you leave the overpower committed, you draw an extra card, and you then pull the sea change harpoon back to hand. And then action three, you punch and commit the overpower, hopefully pass and get another card out of it. Yeah. yeah. So in that situation, you've started the turn with sea change harpoon on the table and one overpower in hand. And you've ended the turn with sea change harpoon, overpower, and two more cards in hand. Well, See the, what the, I mean the, about like how yeah, many cards you end up with? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Theoretically, that that overpower maybe have gone in the bin in that last test, depending on. Oh how, yes, how uh, you did. that's right. Yeah, you left it committed. Yeah. So yeah, three cards in hand from one overpower. Yeah, I, I, that's it. It seems like it emphasizes 
his ability to to keep cards to to extend the use of skill cards in a similar yeah. sort of way to Amanda, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda has a sort of focus on one card. Yeah. That she really leans into, and Silas is much more about things flowing through his hand and making the most of what he has. I think the other thing I like about the ability to pull them back to hand is that these each take up hand slots, and say you're also running a flashlight or other weapons, you might use the the card a couple of times, the net or the harpoon, and then realise you want to transition to another hand slot item. So you can then pull it to hand and commit these. They're reasonable icons, you know, wild is always nice. So I like that idea that he can kind of change with the changing of the scenario, potentially. Could be really useful. And what about the weakness then? Oh yeah, God, I forgot about the weakness. Uh, is it? Shall I read the weakness? Please do. Okay, so weakness we have uh, Siren Call. Is a curse weakness. Revelation put Siren Call into play in your threat area as an additional cost to commit one or more cards to a skill test. You must pay one resource for each matching skill icon those cards have. Action, action, discard Siren Call. Seems seems really bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was saying play that like Dark Horse Fire Axe Silas at the start yeah yeah. I mean what actually just jumping back a sec what I was going to say about Sea Chain Harpoon yeah it seems expensive but I think theoretically with Silas you can run quite resource light uh, if you pack your yeah. deck full of skill cards so maybe that three cost to keep on replaying the, the Harpoon isn't the end of the world yeah I, I think yeah using the Harpoon and the net to re to rescue those really important skill cards when something's gone awry is is not dreadful, yeah. So this, very simple two actions to get rid of it, but committing that overpower in the example we gave, you would have paid six resources over the turn to commit overpower three times. Like Silas loves to commit icons. Wild icons obviously count as matching, don't they? Yeah, it gets super painful super fast. This this is like I think a pretty punishing weakness for how much it can just shut down what he likes to do because it really hits you um, where it hurts. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add, <laughs> add to it beyond that. Well, yeah. should should we jump on to the seeker seeker seeker? <laughs> <laughs> should we jump on to Surprise! the survivor? <laughs> should we jump onto the survivor cards? Let's do it. Yeah, uh, I think it's you first. Token of faith is our first card. It's a two-cost asset, an intellect icon. It's item and charm traded. Reaction. After a skill test ends in which one or more curse or auto-fail tokens were revealed, exhaust token of faith, add that many bless tokens to the chaos spec. And I think that's an accessory slot as well. Oh yes, an accessory slot. Nailed it first time there, Frank. Nice, nice going. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This card was revealed by the Mythos Busters? Yes, I love the art of this card. It, it's it's an art. Uh, I it, I think it's on Token of Faith in Arkham Horror Third Edition, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's called Token of Faith, and I love the art. So it reminds me. There's a great scene in the Mummy where one of the antagonists is there holding up all the different tokens of faith, trying to stave off the Mummy. For for fans of the cast who've heard you tell that anecdote recently already, sorry, <laughs> be delighted to hear it again. No, 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 it's fine. I need I need to share that. It's perfect art for it, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we mentioned in our previous episode we saw a couple of cards that interact with curse, and now here we have our first one interacting with bless. It's probably worth touching at this point on the fact that 
Jeremy and MJ did mention that each faction is going to interact with Bless and Curse differently. You talked about the scepticism innate in Rogue. What we've heard about for Survivor is that often they want to turn curses into blesses. So they're about being lucky, basically. And when things seem bad, they are better. And that this seems like a good example of that. What I, what stands out to me is that it's after a skill test ends anywhere. It's not at your location. It's not that you're taking. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it's just that's anywhere. true, yeah. So you potentially have one player who plays this and you know then that any curses you're putting in the bag, you're going to get that many blesses as well over once we see those curses. And we, we also know, of course, that when you reveal a curse token, it's minus two, reveal another token, and then you remove the curse token from the bag. And so you're doing a quite nice thing that you're essentially cancelling out the curse token, giving yourself a future plus two. Although, obviously, it's not as simple as that. But the bag was skewed slightly worse for a while, and then it starts to skew slightly better as you turn those curses into blessings or turn the autofail into blessings, which is nice as well. Yeah. Again, it's it's sort of hard to judge in isolation. I think yeah. it's maybe not worth it just for the, the autofail mm. uh, mm. effect. I kind of feel like you could build... This This goes in a team game much more than in a low-player count. Yes. Yeah. Even just from pure mathematics, you're pulling more tokens out when you're at four players. So there's more Absolutely. chance of this triggering. Yeah. Although it can, of course, only trigger once a turn. Yeah. That's where I like that it doesn't care who does... It's like Jewel yeah. of Aureolus in that regard. It's just when a whatever I'm looking for is revealed do this thing. So it doesn't matter if it's your, you know, someone miles away who's doing loads of tests speculatively, you can sneak another curse in. It also says when one or more curse or autofail have revealed. So there is the possibility that you reveal a curse, reveal another token into another curse, reveal another token into whatever else the third token is, and you then get to add two blesses to the bag because you've seen Mm -hmm. two curses. So there is a chance there that if you're, if someone is fishing for loads of tokens... This is what I was going to go on and say. So if if oh, you're on sorry. a team with a with a Jacqueline with J Five, yeah, yeah, you know this might be a really good pick in your survivor. Even if you're not the the mystic yourself, who's revealing all the tokens, mm-hmm. um, you can start to benefit from that, which I think is quite good. Yeah. Although remember as well that when tokens are cancelled, they don't count as revealed. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just that you've you're just physically revealing more tokens from the back. Yeah. 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 You're just more likely to see them, aren't you? Yeah. So that's the token of faith. Next we have Keep Faith, and it's your turn. Brill. So this is, yeah, Keep Faith, a two-cost event uh, with a single willpower pip. It has fortune and blessed traits. It has fast uh, and play during any uh, player action window. Add four blessed tokens to the chaos bag. Mm. Seems really good, this. Um, if you're if you're playing with bless, adding four blessed tokens to the chaos bag for two cost and no actions, mm. that feels good. Yeah, yeah. I like this straight away because it gives us a sense of the the cost of Bless or Curse. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Faustian Bargain, you can get five resources for two curses. And for this, we're seeing you can get four Blesses for two resources. So, okay, makes sense. It's fast as well, which is pretty cool. So I particularly like this coming into that clutch turn, right? You keep the faith, spit a load of Blesses to, like, that's the amount of tokens you probably want to add to start having an impact on the percentages in the bag. Mm-hmm. properly skewing it. 
Yeah. Again, I I think Bless is going to be at its best when other cards are interacting with those Bless tokens. Mm. And we might might see a couple of other ones as we go Mm -hmm. through. I think the last one of these survivor cards maybe interacts with that, but I, okay. I think definitely if if I like that it encourages almost a team build, right? Yes, yeah. Your survivor is playing with Sister Mary, mm. for instance, and Sister Mary is packing like say the Rite of Sanctification, yes, uh, and some yeah. of the cards in there. I think you know we're, we're starting to build towards kind of quite a potent team. So turn one, the survivor just pays two, slings four blesses into the bag. You're up to six with Sister Mary then. And that means also Sister Mary plays Rite of Sanctification first turn and seals all five blessed tokens, like the max, and gets the maximum resources out of it. Yeah. When we announced Rite of Sanctification, we did talk about like how many blesses can you get in the bag. Yeah. And yeah, Keep Faith seems super good. It's blessed traded as well, so Mateo can take it. And one thing we've talked about off air is whether Mateo wants to do anything with bless just because he has access to blessed. Yeah. And he doesn't have what Sister Mary has, which is an innate ability to add blessed to the bag. So maybe he does run two of these just as a way of him filling out the, the bag, if if that's what you want to do with Mateo. We'll have to wait and see. Cool. It's just like a cheeky card. I like this just as you're going into that final battle. Dump them in the bag in the hope that it makes things better for you. Should we move on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. let's, let's. So next we have Predestined. It's a zero XP skill for Survivor. Fortune and Blessed traded as well. Max one committed per skill test. You may commit predestined to any type of test. If this test fails, either add two Blessed tokens to the Chaos Bag or remove two Curse tokens from the Chaos Bag. It is the take heart of Bless and Curse. Yeah. Uh, What do you reckon? I'm going to use a Peter line and say it's really hard to judge in isolation. I think it's if you're running the failure tech and you're also in a team with Bless and Curse, this finds its way in. You Maybe you pop pop this in as Stella, say, and it's another thing that triggers off failure. So yeah. you, you throw those in. Yeah, it's the for me, I compare it with Take Heart. And obviously adding two Bless or removing two Curse doesn't feel as strong as two cards and two resources. But... That's because I've not played with Bless and Curse yet, so I can't say how powerful they are. But it, I think it's just another piece in that puzzle of how much Bless and Curse you want to do, right? Yes. What we haven't seen notably is a card in Survivor so far, which uh, gives us a, an added bonus for a Bless token, drawing a Bless token. Mm. Mm. I think we are about to, but I think it, that that's kind of key here. If you're yes. if you're putting, yeah. it, it feels like a a relatively difficult way of getting blessed tokens into your deck. Like, I don't think I'm taking this until I've... If if, if I care about blessed tokens, I think I take Keep Faith before I take this. Mm, okay. Because keep you're going to be taking taking tests and everyone's going to be taking tests and that slowly drips bless into the bag, whereas this you need to find a test to fail and an action to fail a test just to add two blesses maybe not worth it, is what you're suggesting? Yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah yeah. There's a there's always a chance you'll succeed that test, and it's only mm. two blessed tokens. It's one card for two blessed tokens. Mm. Yeah, or uh, Rather, it, it, yeah. it can take the the curse tokens out, of course. Yeah, I'm thinking of this in Wendy with Faustian bargain, <laughs> and putting yeah. two curses in with the Faustian bargain, and then failing a test intentionally with predestined to remove the curses. Yeah, but 
What, but Wendy can anyway redraw the curses with her ability to avoid the downside. So yeah, sure. But also, like the curse token is what the curse token is like a test fail, right? So you're you're failing a test to avoid failing a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it point point almost taken. seems like a false economy. I, of of the bless the cards that add bless tokens to the bag. This is I'm probably least excited about this. Could very well mm. be wrong in practice, and and maybe that flexibility of being able to add bless or take out cursed is where this card shines. Mm. Mm. But I I kind of want to sit on the fence for the moment. Okay. Yeah. No. I think that's fair. Like I'm scratching my head about it as well. So. At least it's failure in the faction that likes to fail. That's what else. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, thematically, it, it sits firmly in the survivor color pie, which I think is is good. And there's the nice little play of predestined being that you knew you were going to fail, <laughs> which seems good. Okay, we're on to the last survivor card, and it's your turn. So this is beloved, beloved. There's lots of cards which I can pronounce. Uh, really strangely in this blessed. set. I like it. Yeah, blessed. Destined. Um, yeah. Accursed. Beloved. This is a skill card. It has a willpower, an agility, and a wild pip. What's a nice set of pips, actually. Uh, it is innate and blessed. If a blessed token is revealed during this test, you may remove beloved from the game to replace that token's effects with the following. You automatically succeed. Do not reveal another token. Return this token to the chaos bag after this test ends. Love is perhaps the strangest spell of all. Mm. It's innate, so Silas can take it. Yes, yeah, it's also Survivor, so you can take it. Silas does jump out as a home for this, because you commit it and don't hit a blessed token, and you pull it back to hand, if you, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's nice, actually. Well, this is a, a good trade-off for stacking the bag full of blessed tokens, right? Mm. So it gives you an automatic success. It's a shame that it doesn't treat the effect as an elder sign, because it's blessed and Mateo can take it, and he would love it if it was another way of him triggering his elder sign. It's just the automatic success. But automatic success is still fantastic. It's kind of weird it's got any icons at all, really. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if this fires... I guess... It makes the card just a nicer include, doesn't it? I sort of it, it pulls double duty. I'm talking mm. myself around to it actually. I think actually I quite like this card. Um it pulls double duty as a as a manual dexterity or, or a guts equivalent. Yes, yeah. I think well funnily enough, when you started to say that I was like, yes, and maybe it has the icons it has to stop you automatically succeeding on a big fight or a big investigate but of course it has a wild icon so it can be in those tests anyway yes yeah so yeah, yeah. well that, that that's crucial isn't it because it means you can yeah. commit it to any test yes yeah i think i really like this actually it's 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 a it's the classic double icon card which has a has a bonus effect on it yes yeah it's very it's very hard to judge if you're playing with sister mary yes there's going to be loads of bless in the bag and you might reveal them if you're not Potentially, it's really tricky. You're maybe using token of faith and keep faith, and only committing this when you're up to say seven or eight bless in the bag. No, but even then, you're yeah. that's what is there like I don't know, fifteen to twenty tokens in the bag, depending on yeah. your, on your yeah. campaign. So yeah. you're looking at what a third of the total tokens at best. Yeah, at best. yeah. Well, yeah. Say it's a fifteen token bag, and you've got ten blessing. That's still only forty percent. Yeah, two fifths, which is like. That's pretty patchy for what you want the card to do. That's where I like the Silas pullback, that at least you can try again. Yeah. And what tests are you taking that the plus two is not enough to help you pass? Plus two willpower, plus two. Well, 
this is exactly my point. Then what it yeah. does, it would be plus four because you've drawn a blessed token, right? Mm. But the blessed token, you replace that token's effects with yeah. you automatically succeed. But, but yeah. Oh yeah, you would have got a plus four anyway. But exactly, yeah. yeah. So, say this card is an unexpected courage and you commit it mm. then draw a blessed token. You've got, got plus, plus four, four to the yeah. test. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got that together. I mean, it keeps the blessed token in the bag, but again, couldn't you just yeah, put another card in your deck it. which adds bless? Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's kind of weird. It is weird. It is weird. Yeah. Maybe I've talked myself back out of it after talking myself into it. <laughs> but So that makes me think the way you have to view this card is you run two beloved instead of two guts and two manual dexterity because this covers as both of them, and you lose the draw a card ability, and instead you gain a keep a bless in the bag ability. So you can still just keep committing this, and if you get lucky and hit a bless, you get to remove this card from the game to keep the bless in the bag. So it's just about like sustaining the good luck. You're not using this because you're hoping for the auto-success. That's just extra icing on the cake. It's too hard to guarantee hitting the bless and getting the auto-success. Instead, you're keeping this for the keep bless in the bag. That That's how I think I feel most comfortable viewing it. Yeah, yeah, potentially. That's such a strange one. Yeah, it, it, it is to guts and manual dexterity what predestined is to take heart. Yeah. It's, it's like the bless variant of their draw cards. It's really odd, really odd. Well, maybe we, we we put all these survivor cards on ice. <laughs> yeah, I think keep keep so faith just, of, yeah. is is my standout of the ones we've looked at. Yeah, because that yeah. just seems it's the easiest to evaluate. For sure. Yeah, it seems super efficient in terms of adding bless to the bag. Dump a load in. I'm already picturing the nice sound of just trickling them all into the bag. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've just thought Patrice. Does she like beloved? Well, I did think about Patrice actually because it's it's she can go token fishing maybe as well. Yeah, and it's it's. Having all the wild pips is nice, and having it strapped to either a willpower or an agility test is nice mm. as well. Like you'd, it's it's double the chance of being able to commit it to a test than it is if you've got a guts or a manual dexterity. Mm. Mm. Yeah, though of course you know she does quite like the card draw as well because you can keep filling her hand up. So potentially, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that's us at the end of the survivor cards. Listener, if you think of an amazing home for beloved and you want to let us know. You know all the places. I'm not going to say them all now because we've got more to record. Um, yeah, Peter, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'd, a difficult one to judge, I think, these cards. Yeah. Silas, obviously, we've got a firmer handle on, but I think time will tell with the rest of them after we've had some experience with Blessing Curse and seen some of the other cards coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Recording. Recording. Hello, y'all. I need to do a clap. Hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one.